when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Alexa B. Kimball, President and CEO of the Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. Dr. Kimball, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so many exciting things happening in healthcare right now. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background? Uh, Thanks so much. So I am president and CEO of Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians. We are a physicians group of about 2,200 physicians here in eastern Massachusetts, affiliated with Harvard, Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, and B.I. Leahy Health. And um, I have been in this position for about six years, and I love uh, working in physicians' organizations because um, what physicians do is really important, which is to take care of patients. And our job is to take care of them so they can take care of the people uh, that they are caring for as well. Um, I continue to um, teach, do a little bit of research, and see patients myself. While it's a little challenging to fit it all in, I do think it keeps me really anchored in what both the patients and physicians are experiencing uh, and really up to date about the issues that we see uh, in the front lines of healthcare. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited for our conversation. So let's dive right in. What are some of the biggest issues that you're following uh, in healthcare today, especially headed into 2023? I know there's a lot happening, so I'm excited to hear your perspective. No, thanks. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of issues, um, but I would say I'm really keyed in on probably four of them at this point. Um, The first is the overall workforce. Uh, And while we haven't seen that as problematic yet in the physician workforce. Uh, We certainly see it in all of the world around our physicians, um, whether it's medical assistants, environmental services, nursing, et cetera. Um, And it's very hard for our physicians to do the work they wanna do um, without the help um, and the surrounding support uh, systems that care for our patients. So I think we're all watching that very carefully. Um, I'm also watching the telehealth uh, forefront really uh, carefully. You know, in Massachusetts, we were very fortunate that parity payment for telehealth was implemented literally just four or five days uh, into kind of the crush of the early pandemic. Uh, And I knew within, um, you know, 48 hours of that occurring that we were going to have to fight to maintain parity for telehealth services uh, over time and started really thinking about it very early on. The way telehealth has gotten used, and we can talk about this a little bit more, I think, was a bit unanticipated by people who had thought about it, um, but it does change how we think about how it should be paid for. And if we reduce the payment, I am very concerned about the health equity um, ramifications of that. Uh, The third thing is making sure that we're supporting our physicians um, and figuring out what their needs are. Everyone has been through a lot, both from a physical, a emotional, um, and a cognitive experience. And uh, there's some recovery uh, and recuperation in all of this. And yet we're also still running with continued, you know, triple demics. Uh, and really the fourth issue, which we're watching, which is, of course, the economic issues um, and challenges that particularly hospitals have been facing. And of course, that uh, interdigitates with the physician experience and loss of weight. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, when you look at some of the the things that are happening in terms of, you know, how physicians are um, 
being paid in, in really the way that they're able to provide care and the resources that they have, you know, what solutions do you see as being the most um, important to focus their time and efforts and resources on to make sure that they're able to continue to provide the kind of care and access to care um, that their communities deserve? Well, the first thing that we've seen, of course, is these pressures have resulted in increasing levels of physician employment with, you know, 75% of physicians now being employed by some um, entity of some sort. So uh, that's the first thing physicians are doing in response uh, to it. But I think overall, healthcare is really complicated and accessing healthcare is really complicated. And one of the things we tend to do is solve complication by putting people in the mix to solve the problem. Whereas if we could figure out actually how to simplify things, uh, we might make the entire experience better for everyone. So in all of this press to manage all the crises in front of us, um, it's been hard to figure out how to do that. But we should reflect on what we've learned and figure out how we could actually make some of these experiences easier. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I really appreciate your perspective there. Now, when you think about the year ahead, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Well, the big thing I'm most excited about, which is not about the year ahead, especially, but like modern medicine is amazing. We do incredible things and make people really better. And we've made people, uh, we've delivered extraordinary innovation during the past five years, but we've also done that over the past 25. Um, And I do think as I see continued breakthroughs in different areas where we've had such challenges. I'm just inspired um, and grateful and so excited that we're able to offer that for patients um, and that our physicians continue to innovate. And and that's the biggest great news uh, for sure. Um, I'm also excited still about how telehealth is going to interdigitate in our care. It has been great for our patients, my patients, every week. uh, Someone calls me the day before or the morning of and says, you know, I really need to come see you, but my kid is sick or my car is broken down or I've got this crisis at work. Can I do this as a telehealth visit? And while um, it's not ideal for every situation, the fact that I can have that continuity touch point with someone um, that maybe we wouldn't have had at all uh, is incredibly helpful for their care. Um, And so that, I think, has really opened up a lot of new avenues. And again, from a health equity standpoint, what we've seen um, is very nice uptake by all groups of people um, who use this uh, to really overcome some of the other just complexities of their lives. So very pleased about that. As I mentioned, you know, I think while we are struggling with how to figure out uh, our workforce issues, some of the other changes in the economy may help us out a little bit in terms of people either coming into healthcare or returning um, to healthcare. Healthcare is a great job. Uh, it is incredibly fulfilling and rewarding. Uh, it's different than other jobs, but uh, I think it is just an extraordinary career. And so I think. I'm modestly optimistic we will see some of these issues ease a little bit uh, into the next year. We've seen it ease a little bit so far. And then the last thing that I'm really excited about is that I think we're seeing a reemergence of a recognition and appreciation for what physician leadership can bring uh, to the healthcare enterprise. And that recognition, I think, has waxed and waned over the years. Um, but I do think that physicians bring something very special to the leadership table in terms of how we think about problems and how we bring uh, the patient to the center of the conversation and the physicians to the center of conversations. Um, and so uh, I'm pleased to see a lot of promotion of physician leadership in, uh, you know, in the recent months. 
That is really exciting to hear. And especially when you think about physicians, like you said, they bring a lot to the table from the clinical perspective and really their dealings with patients and their training and their backgrounds. Uh, when you look at where healthcare is headed and how it's evolving, what do you think leaders will need in order to be successful over the next two to three years or so? Um, what types of, I guess, resources or, or skills on their team do they need to just make sure that um, they've got a, a great handle on how their organization can be successful as healthcare evolves? Yeah, thanks. I think all leaders are going to have to be really nimble and resourceful. You know, we've been um, pivoting uh, at rapid fire and innovating at rapid fire for several years now, um, but this is not over. And, you know, I think the analogy I would say is, you know, you are at the helm of the boat. You got to be looking out on the on the frontier to see where the icebergs are, where the big waves are coming. But you also need to be very mindful of what your crew is seeing and what they're experiencing and how they're working together. And so leaders are going to need to be able to uh, be, do both at the same time, be visionary, um, but also very detail-oriented on how things are actually working on the front lines. Um, so I think that will be um, – that stretches people because it's a lot to assess. Um, but that's the type of input that's going to be important in making good decisions. Absolutely. I think that is amazing. And, and thank you so much, Dr. Kimball, for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Terrific. Again, thanks for including me.